You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to After The Show, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Sid Talk. Thanks. How are you? Is that one welcome for each person listening? Yes. <laughs> no. Well, yes, but the third one was for you. Oh, right. So it's just I'm two. in good company. What was before the after? Oh, I was talking about people getting a hole in one in golf. I have no interest in golf. I couldn't care less about golf. Don't know how we got onto the subject. I don't either. But I asked you, has anybody ever got a hole in one on every hole of an 18-hole golf course in a row? But apparently that's not And I happened. said... Probably not. No. And then you looked it up because I couldn't possibly be right. And then the internet told you, no. <laughs> so if, you, if you've got any skills, you could actually do be the first person on earth to do that. And that would be kind of cool. I mean, maybe somebody has and they haven't told someone. I don't know. I mean, I think you'd tell somebody. Also, the nature of modern relationships is that when one person tells you a thing and the other person doubts it, but the internet confirms it. Yeah. It's like you were never right to begin with, but the internet's right. Do you see how that works? And people, they know what I'm saying. But I have no idea how we got onto that topic, but we did. I don't either. All right, so it's Saturday, May the 21st. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. And on episode 737, we're reviewing a new movie. This movie is called Umma. It's a 2022 movie. Releases on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday, May the 24th. It's rated PG-13, and our friends at Sony sent us the Blu-ray for review. Sid Talk, can you give us a synopsis of Uma? Legacy trauma that a mother passed on to her daughter through abuse, and now potentially passing it on to her daughter, but we're nipping it in the bud. I'll give you the one off the box. It doesn't say that? It doesn't say that. (laughs) It says, Amanda and her daughter live a quiet life on an American farm. But when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her own mother. Yeah, but is she haunted by the fear, or is she haunted by the dead mother? This is the thing. This is the thing. You know? Half the time you're like, is this mental illness we're discussing? Is this legacy trauma that she just can't let go of? What is it? Or... Is this dead mother really right here in this house? Sid Talk, what did you think of this movie, Uma? I liked it. I think it's weird to say I enjoyed it, but I really like Sandra Oh. And her daughter, whoever played her daughter, was really good. I don't know her name. I'm sure it's on the little She's called Fivel Stewart. Right. Very good. It looks really nice. I mean, it's not fancied up or anything. It's very just straightforward, very utilitarian filmmaking anyway, from that point of view. But I enjoyed it. And also at the same time saying to myself, this is kind of, I think because early on I understood what we're talking about here. We're talking about, well, it's about cyclical trauma and that you break the cycle in the family where there's been trauma, right? Basically, we're just starting with a woman and her young daughter on a farm and the woman gets rid of the electricity and then she raises the daughter with like bees and vegetables and no electricity and then... 
someone, her uncle brings the remains of her dead mother, but we also get glimpses of her having been abused. She's locked in a closet. There's been electricity used against this child when she was a child by the mother. So now the mother's dead. Her mother is dead, but the remains come. And then the, in the Korean tradition, you know, if you didn't take care of your parent when they were dying or through their old age, they then like linger. So whatever traumas they've had or ancestors traumas, they, they will like poison you as well. Like that's an actual thing. So they've known this shit forever, right? That yeah, <laughs> the sins of the father kind of a thing. It just keeps going down and down and. So then it puts it in her mind, you know, you think it's just going in her mind like, oh, now I, it's triggering her essentially to start having little weird flashes and she can see her mother and she's scared. And then she kind of starts being snotty to her daughter, like real hateful. And, you know, we're going down that. Turning into your mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) I'm sure if you read, if we had access to everything that's ever been written by humans from the very first time someone scratched an image on a wall <laughs> it probably was about today i said something and i sounded just like my mother <laughs> i do it all the time now i was gonna say when was mother's day was it a few weeks ago yeah it's gonna probably be a good mother's day movie to watch with your mother right? <laughs> it depends on who your mother is <laughs> my mother yes my mother has not I don't know if it's, you should say it's lucky that you don't have, you know, trauma from a particular parent. I mean, that's not luck. That's just who she is, isn't. She doesn't seem troubled or have passed on any traumas to me. That's just the way I see it. So I could watch it with her and she would be like, well, that woman's terrible. (laughs) What a terrible mother. Like she's like in the beginning, the lady gets the remains, right? She's got like the urn. And a photograph and a dress. And we're just like, burn it. Just burn it. Immediately burn it. End the movie now. Burn all the shit. Yes. Don't bury it. Don't keep it in the cellar. <laughs> just burn that shit. And my mom would be like, yeah, just get rid of that. Like, just forget that old bag or old bat. That's probably what my mom would call her. And just move on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I semi-enjoyed this movie, but I have some issues with it. And I'm sure you have some issues sure. with it, even though you did. Talk about it nicely, though. I do like it. So the issues I have are kind of overridden by my enjoyment. My issues are, it wasn't scary in the slightest. It had moments. Come on, her sitting in the chair across the room, like all fady and weird. Yeah, it didn't that really do. Me it out. didn't really do anything to me for me. Yeah, but that's creepy as hell. There are some jump scares, just but the scares are more like there's a loud noise all of a sudden. Yeah. And there are some creepy images, but it's not quite as creepy as other things I've seen. So I wasn't scared even, you know, it is billed as a horror movie. It does say horror on the thing. So that was one issue I had. Another issue I had is it almost too short, like, because they get to it quickly and then it's over with. Mm-hmm. Like, it even feels abrupt, doesn't it? I don't it? feel like it's too short because of its shortcomings to me. It's right. Right. I wouldn't want to extend it if the entire time I understand what's being fed to me is this idea of legacy trauma that you have to end the cycle and that's what we're doing. And so once you kind of get there, unless it's really dynamic and really crazy scary or something really crazy twist happens, which it did not. I was kind of hoping it was going to go nuts in the last third and it never did, did it? Mm -mm. I mean, it pretty much, while it is... It is a horror film and it does have elements of that. 
it never goes for anything. It's like we watched X the other week. It's not like that, for instance. It's psychological, mostly. It's totally psychological. And I would actually even say it's mostly just a, like a drama between a family and there's a well, bit Well, you say that. Supernatural stuff. But then we realize it's maybe not in her head. So that's not just drama. That's supernatural shit right there. Yeah. And this was produced by Sam Raimi. And there are some... Sam Raimi must have been more involved because there are some... Or somebody was kissing his ass. Or somebody was kissing his ass. (laughs) Because there are some legit, like, Sam Raimi camera moves. Legit. There are some Sam Raimi... There's some token Sam Raimi things in there. So maybe this this person who directed it was like, I love Sam Raimi and he's given me the chance to make a movie. So I'm going to tribute him. There is some of that stuff. But it's no evil dead. It's not crazy, is it? There's no Listen blood. It's no evil dead. I'm saying it's not a bloodthirsty <laughs> bloodbath. In fact, it's a PG-13. And... Yeah, the only blood is like one dead a chicken. A bird? A dead chicken. It's not traumatizing let's say it's not crazy but i did enjoy it for the performances the performances are better than the actual story yes the people made me really i was that's what i was enjoying yeah everybody i liked there isn't very many people i would call this movie and this is a very good term for it economical in all areas true because the story is very light I would call it. It's pretty thin, the premise of it, and it only... It doesn't have a twist, like you say. It doesn't have any craziness. It commits to what it is and just goes for it in a short runtime as well. It's like 80 minutes. The acting... I mean, it keeps it to a bare minimum. There's, what, five characters in the whole movie? Maybe? Mm, Him, her, her, her. Yeah. And him and her. So it's like (laughs) six. (laughs) Yeah, it's very... In, the, in that way, even. And it's on, you know, all set in one location, mostly. I yep. mean, she goes on a bike a couple of times to the town. But mostly it's set at this place, which is gorgeous, by the way. It's like a gorgeous house in the mountains. Well, here's a twist for you. The, uh, the teenage girl that we meet, who could potentially be snotty, wasn't. And then she was, like, actually really fine. I actually enjoyed that it didn't go... Me too! I, I, when it introduced that girl, who's like a cool city girl right and she comes well she's the niece of the guy who owns the shop right and our young lady who's been raised by this mom with no electricity on a farm homeschool the opposite kind has of no phone has you know her mom is like her best friend and everything and so you meet this young lady who's you know she's got lots of jewelry and she's wearing makeup and she's got her phone and you're like oh god she's gonna be she's gonna lure her it's gonna be carrie you know what i'm saying like she's gonna lure this girl into some trap and none of that happened. She was fine. And I was like, yes. I was, as soon as we saw that girl, I was like, right, her head's coming off or something. Yeah, I also thought, yeah, she would be horribly disfigured by <laughs> yeah. the end of it or something. But nope. Nope. She's just a decent person who gives the girl some good advice. That's it. <laughs> what a crazy twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's boring. But no, I was actually impressed by how yes. it, it kind of like took the horror tropey things and turned them on her head. Because you do have a load of preconceived ideas when you go into a film like this. Correct. I assumed there's a gore bloodbath coming at some point. I also assumed she was going to die. I assumed it was going to get crazy. And then it didn't do any of that. But then you might say, well, what's the point then? Because maybe because we just watched a little bit of Drag Me to Hell 
that yeah. was on Gogglebox. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. British TV show, also Australian. But they watched Drag Me to Hell, and it reminded us of the craziness and the disgustingness ugh, that Sam Raimi can bring to the screen. And this had none of that, so. No. This is a more of a... Yes, it's got some terrifying elements, but it's more mellow than any of that stuff. So let's move on to the cast here. Sandra O. Oh, she plays Amanda, the mother. What did you think? I she's my favorite thing, so I loved it. Loved Very her. good from the opening frame to I the end. I love her voice. I like the way she just all of all of it. I like her. And she, I don't. She had a lot to do because at the beginning it's kind of sedate, and then. There are some crazy scenes, even though I say it doesn't get crazy. There are some crazy acting scenes for her. Yeah, to do. she gets dragged into a hole. Drag me to hell. <laughs> exactly. Five L Stewart plays Chris, and that's her daughter. And she was good. Very yeah. good. See, like one of the things that bothered me about the plot with like the daughter has, you know, the mother has no electricity at the place. She's never been able to have a phone. There's no TV. There's no nothing. Wouldn't you be really stilted? She didn't seem... See, that's what I said to you. How does she know to call her mother, and spoiler alert, and this is going to be a swear word, a fucking bitch? Yeah, you wouldn't really know <laughs> like, anything. Where did where did this mother end up teaching this girl uh, this vernacular, what you said even? She goes to town. The guy owns the store. And she likes that guy at uh, the store. I mean, she seems to like going there, so maybe... Yeah. He, maybe being there just, like, gets her into other things. The world. Swear words and whatnot. Dermot Mulroney plays Danny. He's the guy who owns the store. Oh, there's also this like plot with the bees and the honey. Didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, the idea is they've been making honey out on the thing to make a living, I guess. She was also an accountant. So she is, she's this guy's accountant. We're going to assume she's other people's accountant as well. Not explained. Right. But they raise bees. But they have bees, they do honey, and she's completely cut off from the world. She, she doesn't even know about the in, the mother, knows nothing about the internet or what it means to go viral. An influencer posted a picture of her honey, and now he's selling it out. Like, she's selling it through his store, and he's shipping it out for her. Yeah. That's it. And you're right. It was like, the bees also were sort of hinted that they would be a thing in the beginning, because we had like a really cool zoomed-in shot of bees. <laughs> I was convinced it was going to be a thing. Yeah, and then it was kind of a thing, because one of her visions was the bees all attacking the house, but that was nothing. It lasted about 10 seconds, so. Yeah, so the bee thing, yeah. I thought it was all going to come down to bees towards the end, especially when the daughter ran away, when she was running away from the house. And she stopped right where yes, the beehives were. Yes, exactly. I'm like, oh shit, grandma's yeah. gonna make the bees attack the granddaughter. Nah. We've also got Adea Rush as River. She was the cool girl. Yeah, from she the... was good. Yeah. Once I got over my brainwashing that when you introduce a character like that, she's either doomed or she's evil. She's usually but doomed. But she was fine and she did a good job. She made me feel relaxed like I would be her friend. While yeah. also being afraid of her. <laughs> and then we've got Miwa Alana Lee, who plays Oma, who's the terrifying... Um, she was very sad and uh, very scary. You know, there's moments when this movie's kind of like The Conjuring. There's like a is it a ghost wandering about, right? Or, or is kind it? Kind of. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of creaky stairs. Banging sounds and Bumps shit. in the night kind of deal. This is directed by Iris... Hey Shim, and she's only directed short movies, like a few shorts. So what did you think of directing here? 
Oh, that was good. Like I said, I like this straightforward, non-over-the-top. We didn't have a lot of like, da 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 Are you saying it's a palate cleanser after Michael Bay from last week? I did not say that, but were you just waiting to say that? Like, I mean, it's the opposite of Michael Bay's directing. It is. It is. Oh, God. Yeah, the spinny. Oh, God. It balances it out for sure. Yeah, I liked the directing, but and the nods to Sam Raimi were just a bit too like in the in your face compared to the rest of the movie. I was like, I get you, yeah, yeah. They kind of stuck out, and uh, there's even the two door basement flap thing mm-hmm. with the chain on it. So I it's said like, never ever in a <laughs> Sam Raimi related movie. Don't go in the basement. Don't ever go in the cellar. No, just don't do it. And whatever it is that you find down there, don't touch, read, <laughs> look at, don't do anything to it. Right. Just back away. Burn it. Slowly. No, don't burn it even because the Necronomicon. Burn it. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Don't like it. There are no extras on this Blu-ray, so there are IMDB reviews though. What are those? Mm, Reviews on a website called IMDB. And you like to pick out the one stars because they're hilarious to you. Because sometimes they say things like this. Worst movie ever made. Waste of my time. This is the number one guy. Are you ready? Okay. There is no horror scene in this movie. It's just wasting time. It's not even scary. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> even for a child who sees a horror movie for the first time, it even makes people laugh, in my opinion. It should have been in the category of comedy movie, not horror or mystery. The dialogue was not interesting at all. And why was there a fox with nine tails? Look it up. We don't know either, but I assume it's something Korean. So just get over that shit and look it up yourself. I forgot that there was a fox with nine tails, but there was. Well, remember, there was a fox on the scarf that came with yes. the suitcase that had dead grandma in it. I do remember So that. I'm thinking that was like her, something to do with her year or, you know what I mean? So I just figured I let myself accept that it was something I didn't understand. I know, it's crazy. Second reviewer says, It sucks that Sandra is the token Asian these days. It's not very good representation. Sure, she can act, but you get tired of seeing that one face in everything. Time for a fresh face to represent an Asian. So what they're saying is, they're tired of having the one person represent everyone, but they're accepting, they're willing to accept that only one new person can come along. Right, the next one. Just So there's just two people from Korea or Asia. And then the last one says, Oma in Korean means mother. And that is where this film begins and thankfully ends. I love Sandra Oh and most everything she's starred in, but I'd stay away from this one. This is a cliched mother-daughter, mother story as old as time with some kimchi thrown in. Some of the scenes are a direct rip-off of Carrie, but without the buckets of pig's blood. (laughs) The rest of the cast contribute nothing Even Dermot Mulroney, who at 58 is very hot. (laughs) It's very detailed. Vital to the (laughs) the success of that review is that they comment on Dolmet. Dolmet? (laughs) Yeah, Dolmet. Let's call me Dolmet. (laughs) Sorry, Dermot. (laughs) I don't mind him. I don't think he's dull, but he was fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as that person did, apparently. So, in conclusion, I am going to give Oma a 5 out of 10. Oh, 5. That's right in the middle. 
That seems harsh. Uh, I'm giving it a seven because I think it's really well done. It just doesn't riveting. Maybe I should drop down to a six because I'm sort of talking myself out of the seven. I think you should. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're going down to a six. All right. Because of all the reasons we have discussed so far. All right. So thank you to Sony for letting us review that movie. Next week, A24, everything, everywhere, all at once. A24, A24, A24. (sighs) I love A24 movies. And that's a good title. So far, I think. Have we ever disliked an A24? I don't think. I I think they're pretty much a uh, home run uh, at the moment. We'd have to look, but. I feel like they're a home run. Hmm. Hole in one? Hole in one? They so far have played a perfect hole in one game. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but we might not have seen 18 of them yet. <laughs> Get it? Golf references. Movie recommendations. I am going off the back of this movie. So I'm going with Sam Raimi's original Evil Dead. It's a classic. Awesome. It's a classic. And my other one is another movie called Mother by Darren Aronofsky. It's not just Mother. It's mother! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. That one. It's the most bonkers movie you might have seen. It's challenging. It's great. You're sending people to a challenging movie. Yeah. So it's mother, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Is there three? Four? No, I think it's just one. I oh, put just four. one. You put it several. Yeah. So it's like, mother. <laughs> like that Danzig song. I don't know what you're talking about. You know that song. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. I mean, I might. If it's I heard it. Danzig. Do you want to sing it? No. Who's Dan Zig? You know, the band Danzig. (laughs) (laughs) Led by Dan Zig. (laughs) Clearly, I don't. You don't? It doesn't seem like you I mean, I might, but I'm not like you. It doesn't just, like, I don't know lyrics and song names. I guarantee you know it. I guarantee you do. Okay, we had to prove it to me after this. All right. And then play a clip of it at the end or something. We also talked earlier, this was before the after the show discussion about people who mumble. Yeah. Mumblers. Not my favorite. I do some help desk calls at my job. I know. Everyone's like, we oh, should be grateful to have a job. Fuck that. This is, I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> when, unless you are, and I'm not, I don't even believe in this shit, a saint. And I mean some divine fucking entity who runs the universe has blessed you with infinite patience and kindness, which none of us have. If you then go do help desk with that infinite patience and kindness given to you by the creator of all the everythings, which again, I don't believe in, you will still be pissed off by the end of your day and you'd be like, screw this shit. Like these people, the mumbling, password, so there's a blah, 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 blah. Attitude, snotty. It's terrible. It's terrible. We should be allowed to drink alcohol at work. That's that's all I'm saying on that subject. <laughs> should we do next week's podcast in a mumbling style? <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> but like with a really snotty, hateful attitude. Like, <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, and lots of grunting. You get lots of grunting from people. Blah, 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 blah. I forgot my password. So fix it. Okay, well, hang on one second. Have you tried this? <laughs> Why can't you just... <laughs> Why can't you just do it? I mean, I call all the time and they just do it. And you're like, let's rewind. You call all the time, you fucking idiot. (laughs) I don't say that, but that's what's going through my mind. Let me detox from the 
thought of help desk. Hold on, hold on. Okay. My recommendations are, uh, I'm going back to the 1990s. That's all I'm saying. I go back to the 90s for 2022. Here's some of my recommendations. The X-Files. The best. All of it. The movie, the TV shows, all of it. Cool Runnings. Cute little movie. Demolition Man. I don't think it was great, but I watched it, and so here you are. Here we are. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Super fun. And The Remains of the Day, which now if I watch it, probably would seem pretentious. Is it Daniel Day-Lewis? I don't remember. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, I believe, isn't it? Right. But uh, it was sort of like, it maybe, oh, they should bring it back because all this oldie stuff is real popular right now, you know, like the, that one and then this Downton other one. Abbey. And then this other one now. Bridgerton. <laughs> this is what happens, kids, when you're married for a long time. You can just say, you know that one? <laughs> and then they go, da, 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 and they're like, they know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Bridgerton and the other one. That's it. Those are my recommendations. All right. Ace Scully stuff this week. I have been playing a new game called Life is Strange True Colors. It's the fourth Life is Strange game. You haven't played the others with me, have you? Hmm. Um, no. We're not through this one fully, so we won't talk about it in full. But how do you like Life is Strange True Colors? I like it. It's like a nice paced, you know, you're just wandering around and it's... There's no, like, enemies to thwart or anything like that. I mean, kind of, in this part we're in now. Yeah, but you're not thwarting them. No. Not really. My only issue is, as I have described, and this also makes me a terrible person, so I can accept that, but, um, uh, should I say it because the internet could hate me for this, but this whole empath thing, oh, it's hard to be an empath because I feel everyone's pain and... I just want to help everyone. No, you're a nosy fucker and you can't deal with your own issues. That's empath, right? This game is empath. It's like somebody sat down and said, oh, what if being an empath was a superpower? Where you can feel everybody's pain and you know why they're feeling it and you want to tap into their trauma and then find the decent, humane way of getting them over in that moment to let them not feel so scared or so whatever, whatever. It sounds totally noble. I'm, I'm again, I'm a terrible person, but it's also very mushy washy to me. And I get it. I like the way they're doing it. It's not like too much in my face, you know, like, yeah, like everyone's an asshole except for this one young woman. Like that's not come off. Like, it doesn't come off like that. Exactly. It's just that every single person who has a problem, she can see their emotions with a color, and then she t- taps into their emotions, tries to figure out why they feel the way they do, right? Some past trauma is what we're talking about yet again. And then she manipulates the moment. Let's just remember that. Yeah, to makes make them a, feel better. Yes, makes up a scenario, makes up an activity, makes up a question, redirects the conversation, manipulates the moment to then hope that it helps them feel better. And in the game, of course it does. And in life, we all know that that helps. We don't need to be told (laughs) that we're all kind of like assholes if we don't just take a minute to like feel really bad for every single person. Because I don't. I'm not that person. So I like it, but I've mixed emotions. It's in the telltale style of game. you know. Maybe she could figure out why I have mixed emotions if she tapped into my emotions. 
we can't, like I say, we can't really discuss whether we like it properly because we, we're only halfway through, aren't we? So. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy it and I like the. It's got some the, good voice acting. Yes. Yeah. Characters oh, yeah. are likable. Good dialogue. You cried. I've cried, yes. So, oh, I'm not doubting the quality. It's just that this handholdy thing and like constantly having to dip down into our own whatever to like make everybody feel better. And again, I'm a terrible person. I don't necessarily believe that that's how everything needs to be. But Sid talk onto a different topic. <laughs> What's for dinner? Tonight we're having beans on toast. Can you describe to them what that is? It's like toast and then you get a can of baked beans. And then you just dump them on the toast and eat it. Mm, well, that's not the whole egg recipe. <laughs> uh, we do heat up the beans, bring them to a boil. I do anyway. I listened to the H3 podcast and they had an episode the other week where they had never heard of beans on toast. <laughs> and somebody in the crew is from Britain and they said how awesome beans on toast were. And the American people on the show all tried beans on toast and said it was the most disgusting thing they've ever eaten. Oh, I thought you said you liked it. When they were eating it, they were like, it's disgusting. I can't stand it. It's gross. But then when he'd finished it, it was like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, he was just being dramatic because that's what they do. But there was people on that crew who couldn't even deal with it. They just thought it was like, ugh, why would you eat that? That's very bizarre because like, I grew up eating biscuits and gravy or baked beans with biscuits and a meat, a protein, and then like another vegetable and probably mashed potatoes with it or whatever. And you would always dip your biscuit in anything that was juicy or runny or gravy-ish on the plate, including your baked beans. Like sweet, we have sweet barbecue-y kind of baked beans, you know, brown sugar baked beans. Yours are a little less sweet, but still kind of sweet. And we get the Bush's vegetarian and those are kind of sweet, but we don't add anything to it. So we always dip the bread. If you have bread and butter at every meal, if you're from a small town, probably you do. And uh, you dip your bread and butter in everything, including your baked beans. So I think people are very over hyper reactive to everything. This is me sounding very old today. Old. <laughs> but yeah, they're just. Uh... Anyway, beans on toast is a British thing. It's got it's really delicious. I like to put a little ketchup on top, even though the beans have got tomato sauce already on them. You do. So, Sid Talk, what is your advice? And let's get out of it. Well, my advice is related to an event that you and I participated in. <laughs> to me, it's an event. And it goes like this. Doing things on your own is great. I prefer doing things alone. I like doing almost everything by myself. This is how I am. The world tries to change me. Everyone looks at me with very sad eyes like, oh... Well, you just need to get out more. Or, oh, if I just took you to meet these people, you'd be, you'd be like, you'd love people. You'd love it. Let's go to this. No, 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 no. I've learned. I'm 54. It's not like I'm new at this thing, right? I've tried all the social stuff. I've tried asking people for help with things and tasks and whatnot. And I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's, ugh. It's like. It's like, bleh. yeah, it actually makes me feel like I'm going to vomit if I think I'm going to need somebody's help. And that's probably some sort of lifelong thing or my DNA, my personality traits, all kinds of learned behaviors, all of it combined to me not liking help. Then I'm in the floor of the living room <laughs> yesterday putting together what would become a an arch trellis. It's about eight feet long <laughs> and eight feet high or something like that, 
very big thing that would not fit through the doors of our house if I did assemble it in, in the living room. But I'm putting the other pieces of it and you came in. You're a person in the world. I realize I love you, but you're also a person. Correct. And you're like, well, I can help you with that. And I'm instantly like, no, ah! no, 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 no. Don't offer to help me. So then you're like, you're kind of insistent. Okay, no, I can help you. Innocently, nicely, being kind, being the generous husband that you are, knowing that it's going to be difficult for me to do it on my own. <laughs> also, the instructions say you need two people. Three, just, they actually say three if uh, you want to do it. I ignore that. Uh, you're supposed to not. You're supposed to not do it by yourself. But I was just gonna do it. So I'm like inside. I'm dying. Like <laughs> just, it's gonna be difficult because I'm really bossy and you do everything wrong. But you don't do everything wrong. It's just me. It's just me. It's not you. It's going to be stressful. <sighs> okay, fine. You can help me inside my head. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm like, okay, okay. But you don't have to. You know. We get outside, everything goes pretty well, it's assembled, it is now in the garden, it's great. What is it? It's a trellis, arch trellis, to grow climbing or, you know, vining things like cucumbers, squash, like pumpkins and whatnot, and um, beans on, because I don't have any nice trellis, so I bought this one. And it was a fine experience, other than my inside anxiety about wanting, not wanting help. I didn't like the fact that it was about 96 degrees. It was definitely, yes. <laughs> but see, you brought that shit on yourself. This is me. I'm not, there's no sympathy. If no. you got a runny nose and your allergy, I even said your allergies are going to be bad. I was trying to talk you down at every stage. Like, oh, you're going to get, you're mm-hmm. going to need to have a take a shower. You're going to get sweaty. Your allergies are going to act up. I figured I out do, that part. I can do just... this by myself. This is going to be fine. I even said... I'm too bossy. I'll just boss you around. I said I threw everything at you, and you still <laughs> insisted on helping me, and it was fine. It never blew away, and it's just that it hasn't blown away. <laughs> uh, we couldn't get it stuck in the ground very good, but it rained today, so that helped. But uh, yeah, so if you're like me, and there are people like us in the world, genuinely do not like group activities or being helped or anything. Although I'm I'm willing to help other people, but I just I, it's just the way I am. It's okay sometimes if the right person comes along at the right time doing the right task that maybe possibly it won't be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's no I'm not promising it's you not anything. It's not definite. I'm just saying it's possible that you could have an okay moment when someone helps you. And then you can go back to being alone, which I prefer, but hey. All right. That's not advice. I'm just, I guess that is advice. You'll be okay if someone helps you, maybe. But don't let them force it on you. Here's another bit of advice. Don't let people talk you into that shit just because. I love you and you weren't letting it go. So I kind of just was like, well, this isn't going to hurt anything except for my pride and my anxiety. But like out in the world, don't let people intimidate you or make you feel like something's wrong with you because you would rather go off and do like a thing by yourself because there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe there's something wrong with them. That's true. <laughs> well said. Well done. Goodbye. Thank you. Acecully.com is the place where you can go to listen to this podcast, but you know that because you're listening to the podcast, right? Right. You can also go to anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can catch us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Acecully and Sid Talk. You'll find us on there. 
Email aschoolyatascoolyat.com. Don't email Save Talk. She doesn't want any of your emails. And finally, stay classy, Mr. Sam Raimi. Uh, just stay classy, mate. Oh, is he your friend now? Yep. And I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't, somebody will do it for you.